Hi, everyone. Back at Top 4 Central here <laughs> in our office. <laughs> do, 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 do. I don't know. I don't oh, know what's happening. Great. It's been a month. We were high on donuts last time, and now we're back. And buzzed on caffeine before that. <laughs> and we have a very special Top 4 this month, because apparently we're now a monthly podcast. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. And we are going to be... Um, discussing our top four dun, 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 dun. what was that? <laughs> <laughs> top four i'm pretty sure that's superman oh. <laughs> yeah well, so we have crap. special guests <laughs> anyway we're gonna be we're, we have two special guests two special guests and their last name is marco take it away Syracuse? Good enough. Syracuse. Uh, but you say every time someone says it, you say good enough. Oh, Syracuse. I, I was telling Tiff that she was going farther and farther away. From... I probably say it wrong. Tina, how do you say it? Syracuse. Did I say that wrong? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Fine. She says it fine. Don't don't get all her inside her head about it. She's going to get all self-conscious about it. She's, this is not a problem, and so you guys are making it a problem. But see, you've never said that any pronunciation of it was correct. You only ever say, like, good enough, or that's fine, or whatever. It's never correct. And, but you won't say it either. No, Dan Benjamin said it right. I have a recording of him saying it right, and Tina just said it fine. Well, fine. I said it fine, fine or right. right. All right, well, right. we, we have correct. We have two. <laughs> she can say it however she wants. It's her name. <laughs> we well, whatever. We have two of these people on the other end uh, to discuss our <laughs> our top four favorite Star Wars films. Woo! Yeah, this should be interesting because so, I would imagine um, at least John. I know you have strong opinions, Tina. I imagine you probably do too. Sure. How, how, <laughs> I think there might be uh, some differencing, different opinions, but well, yeah. And that's what makes the show interesting. <laughs> well, we decided on our show after we had Mike and Adina on that we are going to be doing couples only. So we convinced uh, Tina Syracuse, Sir, close enough, to join us. Sir, <laughs> close enough, yeah. Sir, close enough to join us. And usually we like to provide our guests with a steak dinner before we record. But since you guys are up in your own state and we are down in our state, that... That was not possible this time, but no fair. Yeah. Anyway, so um, I believe uh, somebody has some rules for our podcast, and it's not us. <laughs> Someone's got to have rules. Someone was very upset and sent like twenty three lines of instant messages this morning about rules he wanted to set. <laughs> and I'm, so I uh, listened to the show, and I know that you guys, <laughs> if left to your own devices, can drift off course. Let's say. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to give you guys some boundaries, and I have a way that I think this show could go. So uh, as opposed to the past few episodes where you guys talk about all your choices kind of all at the same time. Uh, I thought we would go around in a structured style and start with our number one picks and then number two and number three. And each of us will get to say whatever we want about our numbered picks. And then when we all do our number fours, we will be done. Does that sound like a good system to you? <laughs> that sounds like a great ideal. We will see <laughs> I think, how it I works feel like in we practice. can achieve this ideal. It's not out of reach. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, captain, anyway. my captain. I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I do have a, a brief opening statement on the topic of <laughs> Star Wars and picking the top four Star Wars movies. I'm shocked. Yeah, for I'm sure if you're listening to the show, you've listened to it before, you know what it's like. The whole idea on this is like Marco has his top four and Tiff has her Most top Most of the four. time. And yeah, well, you know, in theory. But the idea that they have separate lists is the clue to what this show is about. We're going to list 
uh, our favorite things. Favorites can vary from person to person. This is, top four has never been a show about what is the best whatever, because then you'd be trying to find some consensus. Instead, it's individually. What is your top four? What is my top four? All this is to say that as we go through these lists, keep in mind that these are favorites and not bests. Uh, and this is a distinction that is not often made by the show, but implicitly this entire show is about favorites. So if one of us picks a favorite that you think is crazy because movie X is better and let me tell you why, remember, it's not about best. It's about favorite. And favorite is an entirely personal thing. That's all I want to say. I'm trying to preempt all the uh, the potentially angry people here. Well, thank you. That actually kind of solidified one of my choices because I had a little double arrow and a, and a question mark for my number two and three. Of, of course you did. <laughs> See, John, I'm, I'm glad you said that because my favorite is actually Attack of the Clones. <laughs> You're already breaking the formula. We need, we need to. All right. So now we need an, we need an order. Jason Snell style. If we're gonna have a draft, we could have uh, we gotta have, have an order. So I guess you know you guys should pick who's gonna go first, second, third, and fourth, and then we can decide when we get to the end. We'll do if we're gonna do a snake draft. I feel like someone needs to open up a spreadsheet at this point. I don't know what a snake <laughs> draft is. I don't know what a snake is. It in the parking lot? If you guys <laughs> listen to the incomparable more, you would know these things. Or you know, if you're sports fans, I guess. Well, I guess we'd have to f- uh, uh, fire off our spoiler dong for this episode, <laughs> just in case <laughs> anyone listening hasn't um, seen, you know, the Star Wars movies for some insane reason. But stop listening now if you have seen them, because if you have seen them, I mean, no, wait. <laughs> Thanks, Tina. Stop listening now if you have seen them, because we're probably going to just make you angry. <laughs> yeah, just everyone stop listening now. If for you've your seen own them sanity. Or, you, or you haven't seen them regardless. Um yeah, yeah, listen at your... And John, I'm curious, before we get started, uh, you you seem to have a strong opinion that we should go best to worst. And that a lot, most of the time, I think we go the opposite direction. What, why, did you, why do you think we should do it from best to worst? Because I think there is general consensus among the listeners, if not among the panelists, about the best. But as you start <laughs> tailing towards the end of the four, it gets sketchier. So I think the more dramatic choices are towards the bottom than the top. All of a sudden, That's we're all fair. official and panelists. This is. I'm, I'm glad we have somebody here to put some structure in this show because normally we don't. Either that, or you'll never invite him back. <laughs> I give you guys a little bit of a break because, like, when you've got a whole bunch of cups full of coffee and you're in a public place, and, and you know that can be chaotic. And when you've got a whole bunch of donuts on a table, it's hard to keep it together. But I'm, I'm trying to, to pull it back, you know, to, to the old style format where you're not stuffing your faces and, and making yourself sick to your stomach and uh, and teasing your poor child while you eat donuts in front of him. <laughs> I just had an amazing idea for something that we can do next time you guys are in person with us. Jarred tomato sauces. Ooh. <laughs> I would love to have... Jar- and Tina, oh, and, I, and you, you guys probably, have to make your yeah. tomato sauce, and I'll make my de- tomato oh, sauce. Oh, yeah, and sneak them into the ranking. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work now. It was easier when it was just jars. <laughs> <laughs> you could put it in a jar. Oh, boy. All right, so I, I vote Tina goes first. I don't agree. <laughs> Somebody else go first. Uh, okay, I'll go first. <laughs> um, all right, dudes. My number one pick for favorite Star Wars movie, not best favorite, is The Force Awakens. Actually, it is my favorite Star Wars movie officially. I freaking love this movie. Cannot wait to see it again 50,000 more times. It was just great. And the reason I chose it as my first pick is because it has tons of diversity. It has like powerful women in in roles that, you know, they before weren't uh, playing. And I love the whole as 
you know, all the podcasts have spoken over and over again about the details of the movie, but the, you know, don't hold my hand. Like, why are you holding my hand? Just like small little details about her character, um, about the character of Ray being just such a competent, amazing woman that does not lose any clothing during the movie. <laughs> that is like, I love that as every other movie, women always lose clothing. Like every time they're in some sort of action movie and she actually gets to be the hero. The um, concept of the force makes her equally powerful um, to the men when they are doing battle. So you're not really saying like, wow, that woman couldn't really do that. She doesn't have enough strength. Well, the force gives them the strength. So they are able and equal. And I just absolutely love that and it's um it, it has a lot of throwback to the older movies but at the same time it brings like a fresh perspective so i just really enjoyed it as a new modern star wars and i just loved it and this is coming from someone who i want to say i do have a history with star wars and i really love the original movies so this one being my favorite is pretty big so my question for you is when like before you saw the movie like were you were you like watching the trailers and getting excited about it? Or you were just like, oh, I guess they're making another Star Wars movie. Maybe it'll be good. Like what was your what, what was your lead up to watching this movie? I was so burned by the <laughs> by the prequels that I really didn't care that they were making a new Star Wars movie because I hated the prequels so much. So obviously they're not going to be on my list. Spoiler dong. But, you know, they were just so terrible that they kind of ruined Star Wars for me for a long time. And I just kind of stopped watching the original movies because I didn't like those. And so th the idea of a new one, I was just like, oh, they're just going to ruin it again. So I think that the I and I, I watched one of the trailers and I was like, oh, it looked pretty good, but I still wasn't excited. So maybe going from the whole idea and mental state of I'm going to hate this movie and they're just going to continue to ruin Star Wars to oh my gosh, this movie was amazing. It kicks so much butt and I just want to see it constantly. Like the, after we saw it, I'm like, I want to turn around and go see it again. If we didn't have to pick up our son from preschool, we would have totally been in there watching the movie again. Don't you agree, Margo? Oh yeah. I mean, and this is, um, I, I have this movie very high on my list as well. Yeah, it just for the got same me reason. so pumped. Like it got me so pumped and it made me love Star Wars again. And I think that that's why it's my number one. It's because it it reinvigorated my love for the whole franchise. And we went back and we watched all the movies again. And it just, it, it made my my heart full of uh, <laughs> Star Wars nerdery again. And I think that that's why I respect it so much. I, I have a, a similar impression of The Force Awakens. Uh, I... I also had no expectations of it. I didn't know anything about it because I had been burned by the prequels and because I wasn't that big of a Star Wars nerd. Like, I, I, I liked the movies. I saw the movies, but I, I, I hadn't seen any of them recently, and I'm not that much into them. And so I didn't know anything about this going in. I didn't know which actors would be in it. I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. I, I, knew, I wasn't reading spoilers. I wasn't even watching the trailers. I knew nothing about it. And so going into it knowing nothing... And being so incredibly blown away by how good it was and how just how how entertaining it was, how well done it was. I mean, this has been well covered on other podcasts, many of which you've been on, John. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, I don't think we need to go over in great detail why exactly it is so amazing. Um, but I, I just think it blew me away and how good it was. And I would actually have it as my number one almost. I think it, if I had to just rank right now my favorite, I think I might put you it there. You do have to rank right now your In favorite. Fact, it's your That's, turn. 
one of your number one markup. Consult your list, your your beautiful list that is written He's holding down an iPhone. He's I holding. have a list on the iPhone in my hand. And I, so my, my I had initially written down Empire Strikes Back as my number one. And then The Force Awakens is my number two. You're jumping and the, the reason the why here. I that's, that's my job on the show <laughs> is to ruin to ruin whatever structure there might have been. So <laughs> the reason why I, I I have a hard time saying between these two is that I I I just think it might be too early in the Force Awakens to declare it my number one because like it hasn't aged yet. We haven't we haven't had a chance for like the excitement to just settle down from but, it. But the show is happening right now. This is like the right now, like this is when you're making the choice. This isn't, you know, we're not going to cement this into your your bio here, and you're like, you have to stick to this list. It just it feels dangerous to because had that film not come out yet or at all, Empire would have been my number one, like probably many Star Wars fans. But I think the excitement of that is so strong right now that it's easy for me to say that's my my number one now. But I might regret that in like a year because I've only seen it. You know, we we've only seen it twice. And it's coming out on video soon, and so we'll probably see it again soon. We could have paid six bucks to watch it again on the plane. <laughs> really? You're just on, yeah. Oh, I might have done that, actually. <laughs> on, those, on those crappy little screens. Ugh. <laughs> but yeah, so, all right. So, you know what? You've convinced me. Screw it. That's my number one. Force Awakens. Bam. Peer pressure. Wife pressure. <laughs> well, I wanted to put it, but I knew you'd make fun of me, and, and I, I thought, like, again, just like, I, I didn't want to... You don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to... Uh, to jump the gun on judging it so highly. No, I understand where you're coming from. That that plays into where I have Force Awakens is the fact that it is new and I've only seen it a few times, so it's hard to know if it has staying power or not. Exactly. Well, it sounds like it's your turn then, Tina. So my number one is um, has a lot to do with nostalgia reasons and seeing it as a kid, but my favorite is, is A New Hope. I just remember as a kid just... Anytime I saw it on TV, I was watching it. Didn't matter if it was 15 minutes in, hour in. If it was on TV, I was watching it. My parents at various points in time had cable, but not all the time. But I just have distinct rem- memories of having cable at one point in time and having like those HBO free preview weekend type things. And I just remember one weekend that Star Wars was on and HBO was free. And I must have spent the whole weekend watching Star Wars because that's all I wanted to watch. I just, you know, it's the first movie. It's, it's, you know, sets up the whole universe of Star Wars and the characters. And it's just sort of, it's, it's a new beginning. Um, there's just something about new things that there's, there's so much hope for what's going to happen later in the story. And you're just all excited about it. So just like for nostalgia reasons, like that's just my all time favorite, even to this day, if it's on, I have a hard time not watching it if it's on. So when like Alex was going through his Star Wars phase of watching the movie over and over again. Um, I suppose I didn't watch it all the time, but I watched it a lot more than I probably had time for. How old was Alex when you guys started him watching Star Wars? It was around kindergarten. So, has he seen the prequels yet? Um, he's That's seen a really delicate parenting of- <laughs> question. <laughs> he hasn't seen the prequels in this house. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know what he does at the friends' houses. Yeah, he, he had like a sleepover or something, and they showed Revenge of the Sith, I think. Is that the one they showed? I think that's the one he saw. And then yeah. I think John showed him the Darth Maul fight scene. Yeah, I have that clipped out as a... I showed him that when he was very young, the the, the lightsaber fight from The Phantom Menace. With that character that we don't care about? With with the Jar Jar things like cut out of it, so it's just it's just the fight scene, no dialogue. So I, I, out of curiosity, so so suppose Alex is at a friend's house at a sleepover or something. Would you rather 
they accidentally see the Phantom Menace in its entirety. Or somebody has a beer. Oh, beer, easily. (laughs) (laughs) And now our 11-year-old is drinking beer. (laughs) Because Alex wouldn't wouldn't drink the beer, and... uh... That'll be fine, and they're gonna have beer eventually, anyway. <laughs> he's gonna watch. He's gonna watch the movie eventually. He no, he's, he'll be he'll be bored of it. He knows he's not allowed to see it here, and it bothers him. He's he's not <laughs> happy about that. He's watched like the whole movie on YouTube by now. You realize, like, what he does is, you know, how, like, on YouTube they don't let the entire movie be up because of their copyright restriction things. So people do like fan edits and put them on YouTube, and that's what he watches. So he's seen all these weird cut up versions of the movie, which. It's fine because now it's just like it's just as big a mishmash as the actual movie. <laughs> <laughs> so now, Tina, when you and John like first met, was Star Wars something that you guys first bonded over, or did that come later on that you discovered your mutual love for Star Wars? I don't think it was anything we first bonded over. Um, I think we just both assumed that everybody already loved Star Wars, and so did we. Yeah, I mean, like we we did go through the whole. Um, when they did the re-release of the um, original trilogy, were we in college then? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was like late 90s, right? Yeah. So we would go to the quote-unquote best theater in Boston to go, you know, it's called the Sherry. I don't even think it exists anymore. But, you know, we stood in line, we, you know, to go to those movies on opening night and, you know, saw saw the first three and actually ended up seeing Phantom Menace there too when that came out. But... um I mean, yeah, I mean, I was always a fan of Star Wars. I don't know that it was something we talked about in our mutual, you know, making sure we could date each other. We had to make sure we <laughs> liked all the same things or whatnot. So, yeah, we didn't bond over it. But If you would have seen The Phantom Menace on your first date, do you think you would have been able to continue the relationship? <laughs> well, probably considering our first date was on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> so you're kind of stuck. <laughs> well, no, no. I'm meaning John motion sickness and both. Oh, right. So if if we could, John, you grew up on an island. <laughs> the island is not floating. You know, it's, it's actually ground. It I know, <laughs> but it's like a whole island. You know, like it's uh, there's boats everywhere, all around I, it. I know. I took sailing lessons as a, as a kid. We had a little sunfish thing. Well, it was it was a phantom, not a sunfish. But anyway, no, I I know. <laughs> phantom like, menace. I'm familiar. <laughs> it it all comes full circle. It was not a menace. It was just a phantom. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was a menace to you no it's fine i learned to sail on it it's you know we i had no problem with that all right all right john so, what's your number one everyone knows what my number one is because i've been on a million star wars podcasts but if you've never heard me on one of those that my number one uh, just happens to also be the best star wars movie but that's not why i'm picking it i'm picking <laughs> it because it's my favorite that's the empire strikes back uh what more can i say about the empire strikes back marco will we'll dutifully put in the show notes many hours of me talking about this movie i will um, i mean yes i will <laughs> we don't have show notes <laughs> oh you're gonna have show notes um, john will dutifully put it into yes, the show notes if you dutifully <laughs> show note we will show note you i think link. you can sign yourself up for the show notes john mm-hmm, congratulations mm-hmm. where's casey when i need him <laughs> um uh empire like so it's hard for me to talk about why it's my favorite without getting into why I think it's better than, for example, A New Hope. It benefits from being the middle movie because you don't have to introduce all the characters. You already know them. You already like them because a good movie came before it that made you know them and like them. Um, it, I think it takes... It's sort of... If you saw... If you're similar age to I am and you saw these movies um, sort of as they were, were created, Empire aged with the generation of kids that might have seen Star Wars. 
Uh, so now it was a little, they're a little bit older and Empire was a little bit more sophisticated. Uh, the, the, the sort of relationships were less Disney and a little bit slightly more adult. The fear factor was cranked up instead of, you know, Vader just being a big tough guy. Now you're really scared for these heroes that you care about. There were actually some genuinely scary moments with Yoda and you're worried about Luke. There's dismemberment and it's not played off at the same kind of light way as it is in Star Wars where like in the cantina scene, yeah, the guy gets his arm chopped off, but this is Luke, man. He gets his hand chopped off. And of course, you know, Vader turns out to be, turns out to be his father and all that stuff. Uh, really, this I feel like Empire is the heart of the entire franchise for me as far as I'm concerned. All the stuff in Dagobah, all the stuff with Yoda, all setting up the the struggle with Luke. Because the first movie was like, you know, sort of the the on-ramp to Luke. Like, he's a farm boy, and then he becomes his hero or whatever. But it's all in one direction. Empire is like, but where is this really going? Because you can't have just Luke come, and he's going to triumph again and again. Like, it's a James Bond movie where all you do is well, make another Star Wars movie. And at the beginning of the Star Wars movie, Luke is there, and he's our hero, and he wins in the end. Uh, Star Wars is not James Bond. Um so Empire really sets all that up, and just everything about it is wonderful. The All, all the actors look the best they've ever looked in the entire series. They, they, their performances are amazing. The set uh, dressing, the the outfits and everything, all, all, all the locations, just that's just what Star Wars is to me. The, the Imperial March makes its first appearance in this movie. It's the song that I hear my young children humming to themselves the most, not like the Star Wars theme that uh, Tiff tried to hum before. <laughs> um, they, they, they hum the Imperial March to themselves. People didn't realize that that song was not in Star Wars. It came from Empire Strikes Back. I really like this movie. It's my number one. It's awesome. So I was on the fence to whether to make this my number two or my number three, because I also love empire very much hoth the hoth planet scene was actually the first star wars we showed adam during the blizzard this year i was trying to find every movie or anything with like a whole bunch of snow in it and i'm like you know what i'm gonna show him with like you know the snow planet with the imperial walkers and stuff. we like fast forwarded through a couple parts of it but that was it and he cried when we turned it off because Did you show him the shining too but it was just fast forwarded through parts of it yeah yeah just we fast forwarded through the creepy parts no uh no he loved it and he cried when we turned it off because he wanted to see more of it he was so upset he was so mad and we're like yeah i don't think you're ready for this because like i turned it on thinking like oh i love the hoth planet like i love that opening i think that's so great i think there's so many like iconic moments in the beginning of that movie that it just it's it just rings back so many memories to me of you know watching these with my dad and so i loved it and when we played it for adam i was like ooh ooh now i'm trying to like now i'm watching it as if i'm like a 4 year old watching it so i was like oh this is kind of rough and we fast forwarded through a lot but like he he really liked it so now i'll over forever, forever have that great memory of it also was that that was babies for star wars yeah, and we haven't had to address the difficult questions about prequels with him yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there is, I love the scene of like the asteroid field when they're in the asteroid field um, with the uh, Millennium Falcon and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's just a great movie. But I ended up with my number two. I decided ultimately to go with Return of the Jedi because that was the very first Star Wars movie that I actually saw. And I know pretty much every line and which is kind of, <laughs> which got Marco pretty mad that I started to um, say things that... Oh, uh, I nixed that within five minutes. Yeah, he's like, you, you've you got to stop. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't be watching a movie with somebody who's reciting the lines. I just can't. Jabba no bada. I, I don't care. <laughs> can't, can't do it. But anyway, like, I, I, 
I, I guess it's kind of funny that's my second um, in contrast because you have like Slave Girl Leia, which is kind of super degrading, but um, she also kills Jabba, so that's pretty excellent. And she tries to rescue um, Han from, you know, posing as the uh, bounty hunter. So I, I, I obviously I really like strong female leads, um, but <laughs> which helps. But yeah, so this is it's just for me the same reason that like as you're growing up, you feel like one of the movies with you guys too is one of the movies says to you like this is Star Wars, and that's why um, Return of the Jedi is my number two, even though I think Empire is a better movie. Not bothered by the Ewoks. Um, I mean, I grew like like I said, that was the Star Wars movie. I mean, my godmother dressed up as an Ewok when I was like a young kid and as like Halloween costume. So and then they had that. Okay, John, what is that weird movie? The Ewok Adventure. Yeah. And there's like the young girl with Mm -hmm. um, the blonde hair and Mm -hmm. they're kind of like uh, Land of the Lost style. Yep. That's the the Ewok Adventure. Oh, my gosh. I've seen that movie that I watched that all the time as a kid so like i said this is it's more i don't i don't love the ewoks or anything but i feel more attached to this movie through history because that was it's the first star wars movie that i saw and then i saw the other ones after that so um yeah i'm I'm much more uh, emotionally attached to it than it actually being a preferred movie that i would watch now so that's why it got my number two yeah that's fair Go ahead, Marco. You're up. All right. So my number two is Empire because my number one was Force Awakens. So number two, Empire. Um, for me, you know, I, I'm not as much of a nerd as I think any of us here about Star Wars. I think I'm, I'm probably the least Star Wars nerdy. I've probably seen them the least number of times and have given it the least amount of thought. Uh, but I can still clearly recognize that Empire is just a great movie. It, it's just fantastic. Like I, I like, you know, compared to New Hope, uh, seeing them again because like I don't, you know, all of you guys saw them at much younger ages than I did. The first time I ever saw them, as far as I know, was the special editions of the 90s. I never saw the originals first. Like, I, I saw the originals later, but I the, my, the first time I saw it was was in the 90s because I just was, you know, very sheltered, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that insane? I think that's insane. It is. I'm sure, yeah. I've, <laughs> I'm losing all my, whatever credibility I had left, I have now lost it. But wait, it also, wait, also explains a lot about Marco and his, like, <laughs> his, his non-knowledge of pop culture in general. Yes. <laughs> Did you see Mallrats before seeing Star Wars? Because in Mallrats, I they have a very so. in-depth discussion about what movie is better. And they also come up with their uh, the best movie being Empire. I, I mean, I saw them at a at a similar time, but I think I probably I probably did see Mallrats first. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Star Wars. I also saw Mallrats before seeing Clerks, which I'm sure is also illegal. But <sighs> so I did much. see both, just in the wrong order. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So <laughs> come on, give me a break. I'm from Ohio. So <laughs> <laughs> Ohio doesn't have movies. <laughs> it, uh, it's, it has it has strengths, but you know, yeah. Anyway, so. So I'll, I'll end that discussion there. So, um, uh, so yeah. So yeah, my number two, Empire, because uh, yeah, it's just it's really good. It ties everything together in the middle, as John said. I think John covered it pretty well. Uh, I would also say that like having no attachment to them and seeing them kind of you know as an older person than most people saw them at first, and then seeing them less frequently. And and we we recently um, we rewatched all the uh, the original trilogy and some of the prequels um, uh, about a month ago or two. Uh, right, right, right. After seeing For- Force Awakens, we went and uh, rewatched all the originals. We didn't rewatch them before; <laughs> rewatched them afterwards, and uh, and that solidified a lot of stuff in my memory too because I hadn't seen them in probably ten years. 
And so seeing them now as an adult um, with a little more critical eye and, and a little more distance from, you know, seeing them the first time, like in high school, basically, I, I could see a lot of the a lot of the flaws in A New Hope. And it's not that it's a bad movie, but it's just that you can see they laid a great groundwork, but you can kind of see like the limitations of the technology, the limitations of their budget. Um, it kind of shows and, and doesn't age as well. Whereas Empire, they clearly had advanced in so many ways technologically, skill-wise, and they had way bigger production budget, obviously, just from you know all the different locations and sets and everything. And I feel like that's really where it came into its own. And it was before it got a chance to be stupid. And as John was saying it, you know, it, it came at a, at a really good point in like the story arcs of all the characters and tying the whole thing together. Uh, it was just a really solid movie. And I think seeing it now, having not seen them for like a decade, Empire, of all the ones that existed before The Force Awakens, Empire, I think, clearly holds up the best uh, over time. So, Tina, you're number two. So I had a hard time picking my number two, and I think a lot of it had to do with your reasoning for having trouble picking Force Awakens for number one. But I think I'm going to go with Force Awakens for my number two. The hesitation is just because it is a a newer movie, and I've only seen it a few times. But it is a movie that I want to see again. Like Maybe after I see it a few more times, maybe my feelings will change. But for right now, it's a movie that... Got you know has got me really excited about Star Wars again. Um, it's it's just it's exciting. I, the story was great. I loved the way they tied back to. I mean, I know a lot of people complain about a lot of the similarities in the storyline. You know, following what Star Wars was like, but I, I didn't really that didn't bother me, or I enjoyed it, or I I just really liked the way to find out what the characters have been up to um, and where they are now. I love the new characters. I love the strong female lead leads in the characters and um i i also my favorite which i can't believe anybody hasn't nobody's mentioned is i love bb8 he's just <laughs> the coolest droid the ever cutest. <laughs> he's so freaking cute <laughs> he is i mean just like r2 is cute but i don't know bb8 bb8 is just loads better he's like a little baby he's he, he, like a he baby. totally he trumps r2 he's, for me he really does he, he, he does for me as well i mean just the fact that like his head moves and all the expression and emotion they can have him you know, do throughout the movie. I just, I just love him. Like he, he's just my favorite little droid, you know, like just, especially the scene where, uh, what was it? BB eight was trying to convince or no, sorry. Finn was trying to convince BB eight to give them the, what was it? The location of the resistance. Yeah. Like to lie for him, basically to lie for him. And like, just, just to see the way he was bopping his head back and forth, like what, you know, I don't know about this. And he's just the cutest droid. So anyway, I just, I really, Liked The Force Awakens. Um, I think I've I've seen it three times. Um, actually, there was one time where a coworker of mine, we were kind of like being a little bit slackery at work because it was like between the holidays and we were just, you know, trolling Fandango, found that, oh, look, the theater right nearby has some seats available. Oh, this was the time look at that. <laughs> and, you know, somehow, you know, Tickets were purchased, and <laughs> we went and saw the movie in the afternoon <laughs> instead of um, working. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> oh, that's but, right. Like, no one's it, listening. We'll be fine. Yeah, no, we'll be fine. Um, so I, I don't know. I just it's a movie right now that like I just I want to see again. I can't wait to see it again when it comes out on video. If I had the time, I'd probably go see it in the theater again. Again, it's that new beginning type of movie that's just got so much potential, and I've got so much excitement about it that. 
you know, who knows the second movie, if for whatever reason it's a flop and horrible, maybe I won't feel as excited or, you know, fond of Force Awakens. But right now it's just, it's one of those movies that just has me really excited about where the Star Wars franchise is going. So that's my number two. Awesome. I'm so excited. All right, John, your number two. My number two, uh, after I get through number one, it gets difficult because I want to pull a Marco and be like, and then there's the rest of the movies. And, but, but <laughs> See, it's like, hard. No, you got you got to stick to the format. I actually made a list and I'm sticking to it. And re- really, when I thought about it, I don't think there's there's much movement. It's just that it feels bad for me to put any of these movies at like number four. You know what I mean? Because I like all of them so much. But you do have to rank them. So that's the exercise here. Do you have any two-way arrows in your list like I do? I do not. In I question marks? Do you have any ties or skipped numbers? I do not. I just have numbers <laughs> with uh, with names next to them. All right. So <laughs> my number two may surprise some people who have listened to me talk about Star Wars for 70 hours. I'm going to list Return of the Jedi as my number two. Uh, not because it is the second best Star Wars movie, because it probably isn't. But here's why. Since Empire is the best movie and the heart of the franchise for me and my favorite, um, part of the reason I like it is the story, is the, the way they set up the larger story arc. Like You can almost discount the first movie as introduce the characters, the universe, and the ideas. It's kind of like, uh, like uh, you know, the original Star Wars is kind of like The Hobbit, where it's like, yeah, they find the ring, and that's an important thing, but in the course of The Hobbit, the ring is just like another thing that's part of it. They also find, you know, Sting and, and all sorts of other things. It's like, well, it's all part of the same soup of like you find some magic stuff and you have a band of people in there and there's a dragon and blah 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 and that's all well and good but you don't realize that ring was actually really really important and then they have the whole lord of the rings set of books and you realize oh that's the real battle here for middle earth that was just like a you know the the hobbit was just like a fun kind of adventure to introduce you to the characters the world and all the things and you didn't even know it but during that thing you know they found the ring then you find out how super important it is well so uh the original star wars sets up the characters the world the force gives us our hero luke and it's almost as if like instead of frodo being in lord of the rings that bilbo can continued on right so he continues in the next story and you have to set up the real problem here which is jedi are gone except for this uh dude with a you know a, a mask uh who sounds like james earl jones and he's a big problem and you are like you are potentially the only other person who can fight him but you don't even know what the force is and you have to learn from these old people and this weird green guy and by the way he turns out to be your father does that complicate things a little i don't know and also he kind of kicked your butt (laughs) in in that second movie so what are you going to do about the how do you how are you going to fight and by the way the empire is you know you blew up the death star but the empire is coming back and by the time we return to the jedi they're rebuilding and you know this is this is the climactic battle and I, I love Luke Skywalker. I love his arc from Farm Boy to the end, and in particular, Return of the Jedi, um, as I talked about on the, on the episode of The Incomparable where we talked about Return of the Jedi, is such a novel movie in that the the final battle is between Luke, who has been trained as a, as a good Jedi on the light side of the Force, battling Darth Vader and the Emperor, and you've got the whole space battle, and you've got, yes, the Ewoks down there, and Endor, and, and all sorts of other things that are basically like amped up versions of what they were in a new hope because they have so much bigger budgets and better technology but the real battle for the heart of the movie is going on on the death star and instead of luke winning by killing vader he wins by refusing to kill vader like he like when he gets the upper hand in the fight they play sad music 
because he is actually like in so many movies like oh the good guys we care about you know kindness and strength but in the end the good guys kill the bad guys right or at least defeat them or dominate them physically or do something like that and yoda during the whole second movie is like no you know for knowledge and defense never for attack and looks like yeah 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 but i gotta go save my friends and that i'd be handy if i could kill people to do that um and in this movie all that uh, you know all that stuff about knowledge and defense and never for attack and you know to be at calm at peace and not to give in to hate he actually listens. He figures it out. So, like, when he gives in to hate it, he starts winning the fight. They play sad music, and you're like, wait, he's winning now. Isn't it be, like, triumphant? Yay, we're killing Vader. No, his the whole pacifist philosophy of the Force pays off in him figuring it out, throwing his lightsaber away and say, I am a Jedi like my father before me. He's not going to fight. He's, he's refusing to. When have you had an action movie where the hero wins by realizing, you know what? Uh, I shouldn't fight. I should I should essentially concede defeat by throwing away my weapon, not trying anymore. And then the Emperor goes and is about to kill him and almost kills him. And his father, who he has redeemed spiritually, if not practically speaking, because he still did terrible things, throws the Emperor overboard and the good guys win. But the real victory was Luke staying true to, to his philosophy. And so even though Return of the Jedi is a weak movie and the Ewoks are kind of silly and there's lots of sort of... Uh, knowing winks to the audience in that movie that's slightly unbecoming for a franchise that uh, I took as seriously as I did after Empire Strikes Back. The fact that it connects that arc into like the story of Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader, that Luke's story without it's incomplete because you can't you can't you need Return of the Jedi to finish Luke's story and it's an amazing finish and I love the way the story turns out. I also love the space battle at the end. I can even tolerate some of the silliness with the Ewoks. So Return of the Jedi number two in my heart, if not. Uh, in the the eyes of the world. Uh, that's fair. I, I I first of all I would love to have a new YouTube series of movies where the dialogue is replaced by your summary of the dialogue, <laughs> <laughs> like a director's cut, but a Syracuse cut. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be nice if I can kill some people here. He's got to go. You know, if you leave now, save them you could, but he will sacrifice all for which they've fought and suffered. And he's like, well, I got to do it because I'm a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Before we go on, our sponsor of this episode uh, is Casper. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses that you can get for a fraction of the price that you'll find in stores. The mattress industry has inherently forced consumers into paying notoriously high prices. Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing that savings directly on to you, the consumer. Casper mattresses are a new, one-of-a-kind hybrid mattress that combines premium latex foam with memory foam. These two technologies come together for better nights and brighter days. It has just the right sink, just the right bounce. It's an obsessively engineered mattress, and all this comes at a shockingly fair price. Now, usually mattresses of this quality can cost well over $1,500. Casper mattresses cost between $500 for a twin, $750 for a full-size, $850 for queen, and $950 for king. Those are incredible prices for mattresses of this quality. Usually you're paying double that, at least. And all Casper mattresses are made in America. Now, they understand that buying a mattress online sounds risky or difficult. Uh, Buying Casper is completely risk-free. They offer free delivery and free returns. They'll even arrange. If you don't like it, they will arrange for a return for you. You don't even have to do anything. You just call them and say, sorry, it didn't work out for me. You know, I'd like to return it. They arrange for a free return for you. And you have 100 days to decide whether you like it or not. So it's that simple. You can order the Casper mattress, sleep on it for 100 days. Well, nights, really, 100 nights. 
and decide then whether you want to keep it or not. You can't do anything like that buying a mattress in a store. You can lie in it for like three seconds and decide, well, you know what, uh, I guess it's okay. But no, with a Casper, you can just actually sleep on it, actually try it out for a long time before you know whether it's right for you or not. If it is right for you, awesome. If it's not, they have painless free returns. Can't be, can't be better than that, even buying in a store. So check it out today. Uh, you really got to see these mattresses. Just the right sink, just the right bounce. Listeners of this show can get $50 towards any per- any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash top four and using the code top four. Terms and conditions do apply. Thank you so much to Casper for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. All right, Tiff, number three. All right, so like I said, I'll keep this short, but number three for me is Empire because that was my debate between two and three. So... Sorry, Empire, you're number three, but for all the reasons that everyone has stated, but... Wow, please email John. Yeah, please, yeah, but yeah, man, Empire was great. I like Empire a lot. Okay, anyway, ends on such a downer. (laughs) (laughs) Marco? Uh, My number three is A New Hope. I like it, uh, but I I just don't like it as much as the other ones, so... (laughs) Easy enough. I mean, it's getting weak now. It's my number three because I like it more than my number four, but less than my number two. Hey, you figured out the system. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like as as I said earlier, like A New Hope is good. It's it's a solid good movie. It didn't quite age as well as as it had in my head. Like once I saw it again, I was like, oh yeah, that's 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 kind of quaint at certain points. Um, uh, but uh, but overall, still a great movie. Uh, so number three for me, Tina. Uh, this one's a hard one for me. I don't know which one to pick, so I'm going to be the waffler. Um, Somebody has to. <laughs> John won't let me do it this episode, so it's, it's got to be you. I mean, it's it's a close call between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Um, right? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I know that probably, like you know, a knife to the heart to John. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll give like a lukewarm. I guess I'll say Empire. It's not. It's it's really as far from my favorite. It's, it's a good movie. I like it, but I guess part of it just being like that middle movie, I'm not as enthralled with it in terms of like wanting to watch it again and again. I mean, it was a very good movie. It's just not my favorite. So that's it. Now, did you guys reveal your list to each other before starting the show? No, no, we we know, we know how it works. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just curious. I want to know. Had you ever had this conversation yourselves separately of the show? Like, had you ever just talked about this and ranked your favorite Star Wars movies in order for each other? I don't think so. No, I mean, but she, I kn- kn- she would know what my number one is, but... Well, that's obvious. And, and I would have known what her number one is, too, but beyond that, no. I, I was somewhat surprised he picked Return of the Jedi as number two. All right, John, what's your number three? So my number three, this this will, speaking of a knife to the heart, this will be a knife to the heart of so many big Star Wars fans. My number three is The Force Awakens. Um, Woohoo! Sorry, I'm just and, really excited uh, about that movie. <laughs> I, I have the same problem everyone else has uh, in judging this in that it's so new. And I, I mean, I loved, first, right off the bat, I can say I loved watching it. I had fun. I saw it four times. I had fun every single time I saw it. Every time I saw it, like, I wanted to see it again. I didn't get sick of it. It didn't lose its luster. Like, and I just had... So much fun seeing like all, all the callbacks to the, to the original movies. I am the audience for those callbacks, and I felt like they were done in in a way that was sophisticated. Enough. Like I, I groaned more at some of the callbacks in Return of the Jedi because Return of the Jedi does lots of callbacks to A New Hope and Empire, 
And some of those are like, mm, yeah, whatever. The Force Awakens did them all with enough of a twist because it's new characters, it's a new situation. It's not just the same characters saying the same lines they said in A New Hope going, oh, yeah, Han's got a bad feeling about this again. Like, <laughs> it was, it, even when they pulled that one out in The Force Awakens, the context was, uh, you know, novel. Um, and it's, you know, when an old Han says these things, it takes on a different twist than when the young one does. But I, you know, I just had a great time seeing it. It, 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 like I was afraid for this movie. I tried to stay away from spoilers. I did watch the first trailer, didn't watch anything else about it. I wanted to go in as clean as possible to give it the best chance. And I think that really helped because that first viewing of the force awakens, I'm going to remember for a long time because I just, I just knew nothing. Like I forgot was who was even in the movie. Like it was just so great to just see like, here's a new movie in the star Wars universe. And I have to say all the stuff about having different people be heroes and different people be in the movies. And the idea that one of the main characters used to be a stormtrooper uh and the idea that at various times multiple people pick up the lightsabers but to have the heroic moment be uh, a young woman instead of a young man i mean it just makes sense to me like like why would you make the same movie again why would you actually have like another guy who's like luke we already have luke luke is luke right make a new movie about new people and new stories there's so many stories you could possibly tell and i love it that it is that these are the characters they're choosing to do it with um I I'm found myself just wrapped up and rooting for Ray as much as I was wrapped up in Luke and, and rooting for him. Um, and I, I love I love the actors in the movie. I love Daisy Ridley. I think she can totally carry the franchise. Um, I like seeing the old faces uh, from my old movies. I think they were given noble roles and uh, and like they, they weren't squandered. And but they also didn't sort of take over the movie. It's well balanced. <laughs> Yeah, and, I'm, and I'm pretty sure this is I'm pretty sure this is a pretty good movie like I get a lot of it it leans a lot of it on the fact that you know I love Star Wars so much that of course I'm going to love this one and it leans on the fact that the callback the script and stuff all written by clever people so uh, who know how to make it uh, interesting and sophisticated enough to entertain me as an adult so I don't feel like they're pandering and I don't feel like it's simplistic or whatever um, and I feel like it was overall pretty well structured um, and I think both I ha- some of my hangups about the movie are related to it not being exactly like one of the other movies. So I think as I get more distance from it, I will those hangups will go away, but the essential goodness of the movie will remain. Um, it could be that the Force Awakens claws its way up these rankings in, in years as they go now. But Empire and Jedi, I, they're like they're they're a linked pair because I feel like I'm I was so satisfied with the ending of uh, with the end of the original trilogy with Luke's story arc that I can't I can't separate them I can't say Empire and then Force Awakens uh, and then Return of the Jedi because then Return of the Jedi would start falling because then you're saying Return of the Jedi it's on its own so Luke's story arc isn't always will be the heart of Star Wars for me mostly because I don't know what the rest of Ray's story arc is so I'm ready for someone to come in and and change that but it's gonna be really difficult because I saw Star Wars when I was little and it's such a big part of my life and you know all that stuff but anyway The Force Awakens is a good movie it's my number three fair enough all right Tiff number four Number four, I have as a new hope. Sorry, Tina. Um, but there's a, a disturbing <laughs> lack of love for a new hope. Well, for me, it was uh, I was the furthest removed from the, a new hope. I think when I when I saw the movies originally. Um, also, I find Luke very whiny in that movie. Um, so I'm not I'm not coming at that movie from a place of it being a huge part of my childhood. So that's why I, I totally. I totally get why it's your number one, Tina. I do. Um, 
And but yeah, it's number four for me. Just um, when we, especially when we rewatched it, and we really paid attention to a lot of the things that were going on in it, we're like, "Ooh, yeah, that scene didn't age too great." And that's you know, that's really not a reason to not like the movie, but it is a reason for it to be my number four now. So um, yeah, I have I have a new hope at my number four, but it is a thousand times miles better than any of the prequels. So it has that plus, you know, it's the origin story, just like John said, it's, it's the, you know, it's, it's the, the start of, of the whole thing. And it definitely has a great place after you remove all of the terrible edits from it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Isn't that where they like stuck Jabba in, in that hangar? Yeah. That, oh, God, so oh, I hate that. That is the worst. Why the hell did they do that? <laughs> it it ruins Jabba for me. I know. Well, he's supposed to like he's a, he appears, you know, at the end at the you know at the um uh, Return of the Jedi. Well, he's this big slug, and in A New Hope, he's this like skinny sort of. I don't yeah. know what he is, but he's Skinny not, slug. he doesn't have the same presence. No, no, he he's looked, he looks diminutive, like dim, he's tiny, and and Han steps on his tail and. It's oh, more it's, laughable. It's so he, goofy. Yeah. And he like squeaks like one of those um, toys that you squeeze and its eyeballs <laughs> <laughs> shoot out. That's what it reminds me. Oh, oh, so angry. But yeah. Yeah. People out there, all, especially all you young people. I mean, come on. Watch these movies without all of the garbage edits associated with them because it makes it so much better. Oh, yeah. if, we, if we were smarter, what we would have done for for this episode instead is ranked our top four star wars movies but including the special editions as separate movies <laughs> <laughs> would that have changed any top four though i don't Did know because some pick? of them Not some of me. them aren't changed that much like for example is empire special edition better than whatever your number four movie is uh, for me anyway like because empire is my favorite and special edition from empire they changed stuff and made it worse but not that much worse so, so like, you rather see empire twice than another than well, I don't know. I would have to do that <laughs> ranking, but anyway, that, that, that would be complicated. It's very difficult to figure out. But I, I agree that the, the the changes in in A New Hope are just terrible. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Marco. All right, my number four. Uh, if anybody's been doing the math, you kind of realize there's only one left that's actually good, and that's uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, for me, as we were rewatching them, that was the one where I felt like the, the like the the campiness of a lot of it just it it. it it detracted enough from it for me that I feel like, and and looking at them separately, not considering it, you know, like John is not considering it part of Empire, like the like the conclusion of that story. And, and part of the reason I can do that is because I don't really like Luke. Like I I just don't really identify with Luke in any meaningful way. I I it was not a, a part that was incredibly well written. I think it was decently, but not like amazingly written. I think the acting that Mark Hamill did for that part was also decent, but not amazing. Um, and and I just, th- it, it, you know, as you said, like Luke's kind of like whiny throughout well, the whole I mean, thing. He's, like, he's not the best Jedi. I mean, <laughs> no, Ray is obviously the superior Jedi. Clearly, yeah. But overall, like, I because I'm just not that crazy about Luke. It's because she's a Kenobi. Uh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that's the direction they take, but I, I unfortunately I think it's unlikely. But uh, see, I but, hope that's the direction they don't take. Oh yeah, why? 
I don't want her to be a Kenobi. That would just be kind of like so. Kenobi, how like Ben or you know Obi Wan's daughter or granddaughter? Obi Wan's granddaughter. That makes me. But then, okay, how did he have a kid, and why did he abandon? You know, like it just makes me sad to think about. Like, how would she have gotten abandoned in the first place? And then I'd feel less kind towards the Kenobi clan. I guess that's that's fair. I mean, like it, it, ideally. She's brand new and has no lineage to one of the established families, right? Well, that's what I hope. Yeah, but I think if she's going to have a lineage to one of the families, I'd rather her be a Kenobi than a Skywalker. True. Yeah, I think that the Kenobis are better Jedis than the Skywalkers. Yeah, I think history <laughs> proved that out. <laughs> but anyway, Wait, so why yeah. Why did history prove that out? Luke is the one who actually stayed true to the teachings. Uh, Obi-Wan is the one who thought he could train someone better than Master Yoda, but he was wrong. He t- ended up creating Vader accidentally, and the only way he could help was by dying nobly in front of Luke, the true hero, who eventually came through in the end. This is, I, I will not stand for this. Uh, okay, fine. What did Luke do in Luke. Force Awakens Luke was then? The, the yeah. What did Luke do to Kylo Ren? Yeah, Luke made Luke did the same thing. He well, made, he made mean, some horrible like, jerk. <laughs> latter, yeah. day, latter day Luke has problems, but as of, as of <laughs> no, the end the tr- of Return the track, of the Jedi. Hey, hey, hey. The track record of the Skywalkers is pretty weak. Everyone's failing <laughs> all over the Luke place. Saved the whole everyone's universe, whiny. Everyone's whiny. And meh, 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 he was jet. whiny in the first movie. He was in, in Empire. He was, he was bad at training but, but he wasn't an- whining. anakin whines he throughout said, the entire said, prequels you know, I, he wasn't afraid he's gonna do what it takes i mean he didn't quite understand <laughs> the force he was a bad student but he was trying yeah but he's not a super powerful jedi i mean ray's kicking some serious butt you, know, you haven't learned the lesson of jedi the whole idea is not to be super powerful <laughs> and destroy everybody no, no but- even, even ray didn't kill kylo ren ray after she found that she defeated kylo ren didn't leap over there and stab him through the heart with a lightsaber she continued on her she, she hasn't even been trained in the force yet but she knew she She's much more likable than Luke was. Yeah, she's much more likable because she doesn't complain. She just yeah. gets things well, done. She's got a horrible life, you know, orphaned, abandoned on some desert planet somewhere. Eating green and, and goop. she's pretty well adjusted given that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, no, I, I like Ren too. I'm just saying that uh, Luke. Ren? I, you like I, Ren? <laughs> yeah, not Ren. Ray. Because the, the force makes her mentally strong and she's like ready for it. Yeah. She's so stable. She's like. You know, if you if you held your hand out, you know, Luke's the, the guy with, you know, you got a little shaky shake here. And then <laughs> and <laughs> Ray, I feel like it's just like mm, straight as an arrow. We, we don't know what the end of, of Ray's story is going to be like, but I'm going to say whatever Luke, it ends here a, for as me. As a Jedi did everything that you could ask of a hero. If he, the next one's was... bad, I'm closing my eyes to it like the prequels. Yeah. I mean, who would you rather have your life in the hands of uh, of a Skywalker doing their job correctly or or ray doing her job correctly i don't know we don't know enough about ray yet she just learned about the force i'd still trust ray me too (laughs) (laughs) team ray (laughs) all right so tina you're number four so my number four um that would be return of the jedi so this was um this was i think well this was definitely the first star wars movie i saw in a theater and was could have been the first movie i ever saw in a theater i'm not sure about that one first like i don't understand the i don't quite appreciate the the hate for the ewoks and maybe it's because when i first saw this movie i was seven eight years old which is you know prime age group for who would want to who would like the ewoks so i don't know they don't bother me near as much as they bother most people but um i don't i i really like return of the jedi you know not my favorite obviously but I think it was, it was a good movie, a good end to the story, and much better than anything that came after it, 
or before it in terms of prequels. <laughs> right. <laughs> Depending on you look at it. So that's my number four. John? So obviously, obviously my number four is A New Hope. Um, oh, man, also- I thought you were going to say Attack of the Clones. No. See, John and I, we match for number two and four. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I mean, and I, I like A New Hope. Like, a, a New Hope is complicated because it is so important, like, outside of the favor thing, it is so important as in setting up the franchise and just important in terms of movies in general. And it is a really good movie. Like, you watch it, and despite all the things that Marco pointed out before, which are totally true, like, the, the, the creakiness of the sets and even some of the acting and the script has some terrible parts in it. Like, there's lots of hints that George Lucas can't write dialogue in A New Hope. But the essential goodness and the essential structure of like it's an exciting adventure you get wrapped up in it like that whole like it the final sequence with the trench run and everything it is so sort of silly and simple and by the numbers but you still get wrapped up in it. it's a well-constructed action sequence and you care about luke because you could see him you know complaining uh to you know uh, back on his home planet and complaining about having to do chores and stuff and all of a sudden he's in the trench run it's a wish fulfillment fantasy of like you can go from farm bar right to saving the universe in the course of one movie that's exactly what kind of movie this is they get medals at the end for crying out loud um <laughs> it's just it's just a good-hearted happy uh quality movie and and the most important thing it has going for it is just to introduce the entire star wars universe the force lightsabers x-wings tie fighter is just everything that is so amazing about star wars that caused us people of a certain age to just go gaga for it to make it the phenomenon it is all that starts off in a new hope but I, if I had to choose one Star Wars movie to watch, I would pick any of my top three above this one, simply because they're they're just better movies, and I'm an older person, and I have m- most of my nostalgia is wrapped up in Empire rather than in New Hope. Um, I, it's probably because you know I was I was too young to really appreciate a New Hope when I first saw it, and so Empire was the one where my brain had grown in enough to really get uh, you know wrapped up in it. Like you know, a New Hope I'd see, and it was like X wings, Tie wires, lightsabers. Um, and it wasn't critical or interested in the movie at all. And then Empire came. It just really got me all wrapped up in it. What age do you think you were when you saw Star Wars and Empire? I don't know. I, because that, you certainly didn't see either, or at least the first one in the theater. Well, my my parents took me... When year did E.T. come out? My parents took me to see E.T. in the theater, and it scared the pants off me. 82? E.T. is horrifying. Well, Return of the Jedi came out in 83. I know. Well, what I'm saying is, like, it, it's conceivable that my parents took me to an, an age-inappropriate movie. Like, I'm, am I using E.T. as my citing a, a, an example of a movie they should not have taken me to at the time they took me to it. Those sand um, people creeped me out, too, when I was a kid. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I didn't see... Like, cause Star Wars was released in 77, but it was re-released in 79, I believe. And I might have seen it then because my parents were Star Wars fans and they would have been like, oh, maybe he's old enough to see this now because I would have been, you know, five-ish in 79. That's when Alex saw Star Wars. So it's conceivable I saw it then. But I don't know. I don't remember exactly. It's not, not like I have some recollection of seeing uh, A New Hope in the theater. So um, so I don't know. Uh, but it, for, for whatever reason, like, it's not like I, my critical facilities were such that I realized it, was, it wasn't as good a movie. It's just that, like empire was just so amazing and and you know it did crank everything up even to the level of like a, a you know a young kid can realize everything is bigger better and faster here and more serious and more grim and even at a young age that appealed to me um so yeah a, a new hope like it's hard to say it's the weakest movie because it's so important and it is so solid and sturdy and it's not like the same type of thing if it's on yeah, I'll, I'll watch it i'll keep watching it i've seen it a million times I'll, like there's nothing like bad about it it's just not quite as sophisticated as the other three movies that i listed it is a little bit more a little bit more on the nose a little bit more pat 
um and uh and a little bit weaker and it's not even like the effects that bother me it's it's mostly the script and uh, some of the uh logistics of the story the, the other three movies even the one with the ewoks just seem like uh they, they just appeal to me more fair enough all right now that's the end of our top four lists however i think we should totally do top four worst <laughs> i mean well there's only three left but i i, I totally <laughs> think we should do five through seven here Ugh, how uh, yeah this is called top four not top seven it's the name of the show you name the show you made up the show all right this episode is now called top seven no no so no tiff- if, no it's still top four but your top four <laughs> worst movies but there's, but, only, there's only three left so so your three <laughs> your three worst so so obviously we all have the three prequels left nobody put the prequels in the top four because we are sane uh so <laughs> oh they're so we, i, tr- oh, I so think we can all painful. Do, do we all agree at least that is episode three the least bad of them i don't agree no that's interesting okay. i don't agree. i don't agree either okay so so i think there's some discussion to be had here then two is the least bad no, no. <laughs> we got a lot of discussion here for me i think two is worse than one what happened in two nothing <laughs> that's, oh, that's the problem <laughs> he floated a pair oh. over to her he had this <laughs> terrible speech where he's like I, I, no no the middle of the her. movie was the really really long feminine hygiene product ad yeah when they're when they're <laughs> they're frolicking by the waterfall with the giant tick beast. Summer's oh, douche that, commercial. oh that was the worst <laughs> frolic i've ever seen it was such a painful frolic yeah two the two really focuses on the romance between anakin <laughs> romance. and romance as if, it right it's, and it's like it is one of the worst at one of the least plausible love stories i've ever seen in a movie <laughs> he's that's that's when anakin gets super creepy yeah, uh, like I, I mean, he never recovers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so I would say like so I don't even think I can rank them because they're so bad. Yes. They, I mean, see, at least like in in three, there's enough action going on, and most of it it doesn't matter and is way too long and drawn out. But there's enough action going on in three that the plot does meaningfully advance in a way that is not as boring as the first two. So I think three is the least bad of the prequels. Uh, but then I you have that I, horrible I, I robot fight where he like just doesn't fight for half of it what's his name doesn't matter <sighs> <laughs> doesn't matter <laughs> he dies anyway but no, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, well, so see, the, bad revenge of the sith here's here's why revenge of the sith is not is not the least bad as far as i'm concerned because as, as as i've talked about uh again on the account world like the, the whole the whole idea of the prequels the whole reason we have prequels is like so we got we've got the original trilogy we've got darth vader and we learn that he used to be a good guy and hang out with obi-wan right and so the the job of the prequels is to say how did this good guy turn into darth vader like that's the whole job of that's the whole reason the movies exist we don't care about anything else in these movies except we know that this guy's gonna end up as darth vader uh and we're like how did that happen because he was nice and then we got like three sentences about it and it became bad so they got three movies to explain why he turns bad and they blow the first two not explaining that they make two terrible movies that don't explain that they got one movie left explain to me why this guy becomes darth vader right because in the first two movies nothing ex- could explain to you why he could become darth vader explain to you why he is annoying jerk but not that he becomes <laughs> darth vader because darth vader is a particular character we had three movies to see and we kind of know what darth vader's deal is um and those two movies by the way the first two you're like there's no way in hell this guy is darth vader i just don't see it right but you got one movie left maybe you can pull it off and they don't it's it's dreadful it's boring it's inexplicable that he makes this turn like there's no there's no explanation for why he becomes darth vader he's mad about stupid stuff for no reason it's it's like he he's not 
it's just i don't know i i these movies exasperate me but i I have to i have to ding that one because i can't enjoy the movies i'm like this is your last chance to explain it and this is all you've got and and they have long drawn out battle sequences but i don't care about them anymore i dislike anakin i he's never going to be darth vader obi-wan doesn't come off very well either they have the inexplicable death of uh luke and leia's mother and just and like the whole thing is like oh they got to put the big darth vader mask on him and he's becoming darth vader like that payoff was totally undercut by like they didn't earn that payoff. It's like no, just get that outfit off the screen. This is not Darth Vader. There's no way in hell this is Darth Vader. You didn't explain to me how this is going to be Darth Vader. So that's why I throw Revenge of the Sith out. Uh, it is actually uh, at the bottom of my list. I, so, I, so you actually? But I, I hate that death where she dies because she's sad. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then the robots can't tell why. Her. We don't know. We're useless robots. We can't tell you. And by the way, we couldn't tell you the gender of your child beforehand or that it was twins. Oh, it's twins. <laughs> I never knew that. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, we have spaceships. We have I, mean, I understand maybe not wanting to know the gender. Like, oh, don't tell me. I want to be surprised. Do you want to be surprised that there's two babies in there too? Is that what you want to be surprised about? <laughs> yeah, I was like, why isn't she getting like you know checked out? Isn't there like science I mean, going it's a on? Secret. Here? You want to keep it a secret, but it's like just for the health of the baby, you have to do some minimal stuff. And then when they do like the you know the, well, the apparently she far, had far no away. prenatal care. <laughs> yeah. I know. Is she taking her vitamins? That's why she died. <laughs> 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 yeah, that. I mean, I totally agree with. All of that criticism of three. However, I think one and two were worse. I have to admit, Attack of, Attack of the Clones is, is is given it a run for money just because I feel like Attack of the Clones is just really bad. And if I take away the fact that you're that this is the last movie and you blow it and you dare to bring in Darth Vader's costume and pretend this guy is Darth Vader, if I take that away, Attack of the Clones may be worse because really, just some of that love scene dialogue is like like seriously this made it to film in front of audiences i don't understand i mean see to me the rise of this jerk as darth vader makes perfect sense if you look at it as wouldn't you be mad if you grew up in that stupid world (laughs) (laughs) i am so mad there are no personal connections anywhere (laughs) i'm so mad that no dialogue happens in my world that makes any sense at all and every event that happens is literally just people sitting around a conference room talking to each other that's the that's everything that matters is just spoken as exposition in a conference room and all the actual action doesn't matter (laughs) Yeah, no, my 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 best of the prequels. We talked about this in the Incomparable. We we all had to have the same uncomfortable conversation. And like, we have to pick a best one, and we kind of <laughs> not came to a consensus, but enough. Like there was a majority, I think, of voting saying that the Phantom Menace was actually probably the best one, mostly because you can divorce it so much. Because Anakin's a little kid, and who cares? Little kids are stupid and silly, and it's like a self-contained adventure movie, kind of like A New Hope was. And you can separate it from any Darth Vader stuff. And then there's Jar Jar making the movie terrible. Right? But, like, but, you know, it, it does have, he's so uh, mad. you know, lightsabers at the end and fighting. And Obi-Wan is young. And it's interesting to see him like that. And it's just, it's a terrible movie. But, but C-3PO being built by Anakin. I mean, come on. Like, why doesn't he remember any? Like, that's just the, oh, uh, no, it just makes yeah. me so mad that those droids are in the prequels at all. I'm like, why are yeah. they there? It's ruining everything that Don't they're forget, like R2 is like R2 becomes like a rocket ship like in like, in, oh, like yeah, spin like, around. Oh, was, where did all his and... superpowers <laughs> go when he was like older in the other movies? Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, but... so R2 lost all of his yeah. jetpacks. I like, forgot I can fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I mean, I, movies again, make you want to smash everything. Like, I'm, I totally agree that three is horrible. But I think one and two are worse. And see, for me, I actually would rank these as three being the least bad, one being in the middle, and two being the worst. Because while they're all horrible, 
at least one has you know as you said it's like things are happening like a kid's movie you can forgive it or you can say oh this is a movie for three-year-olds right like <laughs> things are happening they don't really matter they're not very well written but at least something is happening in three things are happening that do matter just in bad like they're happening in bad ways like they're just not well written in two nothing happens like it's <laughs> it's like it's like two and a half hours of almost nothing and you wonder like as you're sitting there, I, I think two, as I sat through, two felt the longest. It's just like, I, I can't believe this isn't over yet. And it looks like a screensaver. And like, I what what is going on here? Like two- I rather browse my iPhone during two than any of the other movies. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm going to rank it as better, because I can ignore it eat more easily. And it has <laughs> less extreme things that make me insanely mad where it does number one has jar jar so like oh my it, that yeah <sighs> i get very easily perturbed about things like that and he just gets under my skin so badly i can't handle even seeing his face um number three <laughs> gets me so mad because she dies of sad and he also like goes around killing children so like that's pretty yeah, disturbing and, yeah. and, and number three by the way uh, padme is like she was like an action star in the first movie and i don't know what she was wearing outfits in the second by the third movie she does nothing she she sits in like oh, her yeah. little hotel room because mm-hmm. she's with and, child and people, so it's all, well the all second the movie all she does is lose clothing it's, it's yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah the second one she gets her midriff scratched off but at least she's like clambering around and fighting and trying to like whatever in the third movie she is confined yeah but the jedis the 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 male jedis still have like their robes with creases like iron creases in them that they're so (laughs) pristine and perfect not a a speck of dirt and she is like mauled and half dressed by the end of that battle (laughs) how fair is that ridiculous yeah. yeah i mean like from, so from like a from a strong female character point of view three i think is the most offensive because yeah like she's <laughs> she's, she's just like she's totally sidelined yeah yeah and she's she like you know in 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 the first one and and part of the second i think uh she like cares about politics and is really she's, good she's at her queen, job she's and a senator yeah she's really involved and and you know has is very politically you know driven and everything and then like Oh, now I'm pregnant, and I just stopped caring about the entire government and the she entire just world. Sits like, in the come on, combs her hair. Yeah, and she I just asks, what's, go- "What's going on out there, Annie?" Bye. It's like the the writing of her in that is so insulting to women. Like, it is it's so bad. It's so implausible that she would fall for him in the second movie. That she would stay with him in the third movie. It totally right. destroys. Oh, and what's with that bondage outfit they put her in too? When they're like the romance <laughs> scene in front of the fire. Yeah, I'm like, that's oh, right. it's yeah. so yeah. weird. Yeah. All the choices were wrong. That whole um, thing. It's just like, it, it's an, it, the whole love story was... Lucas like, was just mad. He it, was just absolutely insane. It was like it was written by a 15-year-old geek. No, 15-year-olds are more sophisticated. <laughs> maybe a maybe sixth it. grader. Yeah, have oh, you read some yeah. fan fiction? They're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, maybe. All right. All right. So, I I guess, are, do we, are we done? Do we know our rankings for the prequels? Oh, I don't know. We were just talking the loudest. <laughs> uh, once we get through the four, all bets are off. I mean, we could, we could just list off our rankings of the from from the uh, number five, six, and seven, seven being the worst. All right, so Tiff, five, six, seven. Uh, two, three, one. Okay. <laughs> all right, and I go three, one, two. Tina? I go one, three, two. All right, another number two on the bottom. I find the numbering confusing. I'm giving you the, the titles. <laughs> <laughs> number five, The Phantom Menace. Number six, Attack of the Clones. Number seven, Revenge of the Sith. Attack of the Clones is a real contender for worst. All of them are execrable. <laughs> yes, agreed on that. <laughs> okay, so on that note, yeah, I think uh, I think we're all done. 
Yeah, guys, thank you for coming and joining us. And I'm super excited to get another um, great lady into podcasting, Miss Tina. I hope hope maybe you join, um, I don't know, us or someone again. I think it was, did you have fun? Was it good? This is your podcasting Mm -hmm. debut. It is. (laughs) (laughs) The question is, will you ever do it again? Like, did we, did we scare you off or are you now kind of into it? I have to hear myself first. (laughs) That's fair. That's That's fair. fair, Yeah. But yeah, I like bringing all the new voices out on top four. Yeah. The most important influential podcast. Oh, you know, I know what I wanted to mention. If a really fun show that I was watching with Alex recently about Star Wars that I find absolutely hilarious, especially when it comes to the prequels is it's on, um, I guess it's on Disney XD, but it's the, the Lego Star Wars droid tales. Ooh. And it's it's like it's a C3PO R2D2 story that it takes place after re- the return of the Jedi celebrations where R2D2 gets kidnapped and C3PO is going to go try and, and find him. And they they do a lot of flashback scenes where C3PO is telling various people who are helping him um you know the whole story starting from episode 1 through Return of the Jedi. And there's just some really funny zingers in it. Um, in references to like to the first three movies like there was this one scene where it's like the it was around the pod racing scene in episode one where Qui-Gon and and whoever they were talking with somebody about entering the pod race and in the background is um Watto is he the flying guy yep yeah he's like in the in the background and he's he's waving a red flag and he's saying red flag get your red flag and like it was sort of you know in reference to you know, they're talking about Anakin doing in the pod race and it's like, you know, red flag, Anakin's going to turn into something bad. You know, and they, they just do all sorts of little quips like that through it. But I don't know. I thought that was a really fun um, series. I think there's like five episodes. And it's all done in Lego? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very like you would you would think that George Lucas was not involved because it makes fun of the prequels mercilessly. Yes. <laughs> like you would think like that, that someone made this on YouTube and it's not a sanctioned thing, but it totally is. So it is. Well, it no, is, it's Disney. So it was, I think, post Lucas. I know. I know. But I'm saying it's like you would think it's not official like Star Wars, but it is. And I, yeah. maybe it wouldn't have gotten made if Lucas was still involved. But I mean, it makes fun of all the movies. It, it makes yeah. jokes. You know, it is irreverent about all of them. But every joke you can think of making for the prequels, they make it on the show. So it's 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 worth watching. It's funnier than you think it's going to be if you know a lot about star wars yeah we'll check it out cool all right thanks a lot for coming on mr and mrs syracusa and uh i think uh, we're all done for the night right yeah yeah cool all right we'll see you whenever we do the show next i don't know next month what are we we're on some kind of monthly schedule <laughs> yeah we find know. a new kind know. of food to ingest too much of Ugh, i don't know what we're gonna eat next <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, we got to do the tomato sauce one next <laughs> next time we see you guys in person somewhere we're doing tomato sauce all right stay on target all right yeah. thanks everyone don't end this one on a gargle uh, wait, well what am i supposed to end it on you'll find something okay star wars <laughs> sound effect there's a million of them are there any star wars gargles 